All right, well, before we get started, uh, I want to take a little bit of time to pray. Uh, we've got several, several things going on. Um, the, uh, Melissa's dad is still in the hospital, as most of you know. As of this morning, um, he's, he's doing a bit worse. Uh, there, he has 11 kidney stones. Oh, one that's stuck. And, and they're, they're kind of in a situation where I think the medicine is thinning his blood too much to have surgery. Or everything, nothing's, nothing's working. Yeah, nothing's right to where they can take care of it. And so we're going to pray specifically for that. Um, Tracy and I have been talking about some of the stories that we've heard of, of Larry's life and all. And, and the Turners as, as well have told us, I mean, all the things that he's gone through from being kicked out uh, when he was younger for what, what was the reason why? His, um, his, my grandfather um, was, um, it was during the uh, uh, civil rights movement and my, my dad was about 16, 17 at the time and God had been born again and they were at the table one night and there was eight children there and so his, they got to talking about race and he said, well, you know, dad, he was telling his dad, he said, you know, black people have every much a right to live as white people do. Jesus doesn't look at color, he's no respecter of persons. And my granddad said, if you say that again, you can pack your bags and you can leave my house. Well, my dad said it again. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> my grandfather actually kicked my dad out that night. He got up from the table, and then his younger sister, who was a year younger, also agreed with my dad. And so she also got up from the dinner table wow. and packed her bags. And that night they both left. Wow. At the request of their father. Yeah. But before my grandfather did die, he and my father were able to recognize That's awesome. That's good. That's really awesome. But, you know, but, but, that's not a man to pray. No, not at all. <laughs> and then that, and then the, when you were telling me when Providence closed down, he took all of the, all of the, uh, the equipment and, and donations to, was it to Honduras or to, no, um, that was to Kenya, right? My dad had an international student ministry, but he also, he used to get her done kind of guy. <laughs> and this was about 30 years ago. And they had a lot of equipment and tables and, and all kinds of medical instruments. And my dad said, well, look, he went down there and talked to the guy. He said, I'm building a, a hospital in Africa, and we need beds, and we need all this equipment. Can we have it? And he said, yes. My dad said, I have a C5 galaxy to fill up. And if you don't know what that is, that's the big elephant plane. It's the biggest one. So my dad had connections with doctors in the city, and we ended up loading a Old Providence Hospital and a full pharmacy. Wow. So, you know, he never talks about stuff like this, but he's just a get or done kind of guy, and that's one of a million stories. Yeah. Uh, a million. Many, many stories. And, and so that's, that's who's laying in the bed today. Yeah, so we, we just in, in talking about it, it's just, I mean, talk about being rich. I mean, what a rich life and what a rich man, and, and we don't believe that it's over, and we're, we're continuing to pray for complete healing for him. Um, but it's awesome to hear how encouraged, you know, Melissa is about it. And, you know, we don't, we don't sit here moping and sad as though we have no hope. You know, even if the, our, what we don't want to happen, if he goes home to be with the Lord, we know that that's okay too. Um, and so it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away and encouraged. Uh, we want to pray for the Venetas. They're traveling uh, with family. Yes. Yes. Yes, and we went up there and, and prayed, uh, and she asked us to bring anointing oil, and we had frankincense and myrrh, so the whole, <laughs> when we left, it smelled like frankincense and myrrh, and that whole, that whole ICU, I, I thought we might get kicked out, because we had to wear, like, gloves and stuff, but we anointed him with oil and prayed for him. Um, but anyway, uh, 
Yeah, but we, we need to pray for, for his wife as well. I mean, she's, she's having to deal with this and go through this, as well as the rest of the, the Turners. I mean, this is, this is no easy thing. And I think the ladies have, have gotten together to, to help you guys with meals. Okay. If you want to get involved with that, get with Carol. Or who's, who's heading that up, Carol? If you guys want to help with meals, get with Carol. They're, they're helping them because they're back and forth to the hospital all the time. So it's just one of those things that you don't think about that, like Melissa said, she'll wake up and it's three days later and don't have anything prepared. <laughs> it's like, I don't have any food. So um, this is part of just, just what we do. And, and uh, so we want to pray for the Venetas. They're out of town, just traveling. Uh, Chris Wyatt sent me a message this morning. He woke up sick as a dog. Um, and so he's not feeling well. It's, I don't know what it is, but uh, so we want to pray for him. The Starlings as well, um, and then the Wessons. I don't know if you guys saw Shane's grandmother uh, passed away. She was having hip surgery and complications, and she went into cardiac arrest, and she passed away. Um, and so we want to pray for their family, but also um, Shane and Carolyn. She said specifically uh, for things to work out with work schedule and everything like that for them to go up there. And, you know, we let them know anything practical that we can do to help them. We want to help them. But at the same time, we're going to take time this morning for us corporately to pray for them. So um, those are the things that I felt like or heard that were pressing this morning. If there's more, you know, we, we lift that, those up as well. Um, but if you guys will stand up with me, we just want to lift these, we want to lift these guys up. Um, together. We, we just celebrated communion. We're a community, and so we want to pray together. Um, and I believe there's power in that. So if you guys will join me, Lord, we just pray right now for all of these prayer requests, uh, Lord, that, that uh, Lord, you would completely heal Larry. Lord, we speak, we speak uh, radical, uh, supernatural healing in him. Lord, we know the, the, the doctors are doing their best, Lord, and, and we pray that, that uh, your hand would be with them as well, that you would give them uh, fresh ideas and, and, and new ways that they can help him, Lord. Uh, but it, whether by their hands or by your hand, Lord, we just pray for supernatural healing. Or we pray for, for um, the miraculous because that's, that's normal to you, <laughs> Lord. And so we pray that uh, over, over Larry right now. Lord, we pray for uh, his wife and, and the rest of the turners, Lord, as they go through this, Lord, uh, that they would know that they're not alone. They're not alone because you're with them always, but they're also not alone because we're with them and we're here for them. And we're here to lift them up and to carry those burdens with them. Lord, Lord, I pray pray for the Venetas, Lord, as they travel, Lord, that they would have safe travels and um, enjoy their time off. Lord, uh, just as many of us, Lord, we work and we... We deal with life and stress and all these different things that we do. Lord, we just pray for a resting for them, Lord, that they would just enjoy their time. And, Lord, that they would have safe travels and, and uh, just spend time with their family and their friends and just enjoy that time, Lord. Lord, uh, we, lift up, uh, oh, uh, we lift up Chris and, and the Starlings, Lord, as, as they're going through whatever sickness, whether it's the flu or whatever. Lord, I pray for, uh, for a shortening of that even shorter than Tamiflu can give them, Lord, that, that it would just... Uh, it, they would wake up and just be better all of a sudden, Lord, that, that, uh, that your hand would be on them and that you would heal them completely. Lord, we just thank you for that right now, Lord. And we pray for the Wessons, Lord, as they, uh, as they try to figure out scheduling with work and, and, uh, and their family, Lord, and, and emotionally, Shane and, and, and Carolyn, as they go through this, Lord, that, that even though it is a tragedy and we know that it's not good news, Lord, but it would draw them closer together. Lord, that it would draw them closer to you. Lord, that even in the midst of, of bad news and things that we see in the physical and, and it's tragedy, Lord, that you would, you would show us in the spirit, Lord, um, how you can bring that and make it good. Lord, you make all things new. Lord, in those places where, where we feel like we're lacking and especially in the time of loss like that, Lord, I pray that you would just fill them up because you and only you fill all things in every way. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Who? That caught me a little off guard. Um, but I'm telling you, there's, there's, <clears throat> there is power in that. There's power in us agreeing. There's power in us coming in here and praying and, and speaking boldly. Um, and so I just thank you for, for partnering with, with me um, to pray for them. All right, I've got a short message. Hopefully I'll, I'll get you guys out of here pretty quick. Um, we're continuing talking about the kingdom. Um, and it kind of goes along with everything that we've been talking about as far as communion and, and some of this other stuff that's going on. But I'll be in 1 Timothy 6. Uh, I'm going to move around a little bit, but I'll probably come back and hang out there most of the time. And we're continuing talking about the kingdom. The kingdom is referenced as the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. It's all kind of the same deal. It's, it's the kingdom. And what we've talked about, we kind of did an introduction last week, um, talking about the kingdom, how it's not necessarily something we can see. It's not, not a physical realm, but it's a spiritual realm. Um, and that wherever the king is, that's where the kingdom is. He doesn't come alone. He doesn't come with part of the kingdom, but he comes with all of it. Um, and it's not necessarily, like I said, it's not necessarily something you can see. And I found that image, if you saw it, I posted on social media, of the little seed. And I love that image because it's so tiny. Um, and in those days, they couldn't see what was going on in the ground. And so they'd put it in the ground, and then it would grow, and, and these things would happen. And then there's, there's all these different references, references uh, about the kingdom, how it's not here or there, and how you can't see it necessarily. Um, and so there's all this, a bit of mystery, but also Jesus trying to explain exactly what the kingdom is. And so right here in 1 Timothy, uh, he, uh, this is Paul writing to Timothy. This is Paul kind of getting close to the end of his life. He's been in prison. He's writing to Timothy, um, one of his last letters to Timothy. Um, and I, I can imagine that Paul is looking back on his life. I don't think he's just looking at the end of his life. Um, but I think he's looking back on his whole life and in retrospect kind of seeing uh, what the most important things are. And, and uh, we're gonna kinda, I'm going to read through it, and then we're going to go back and kind of talk through it too. Uh, 1 Timothy 6, 11. It says, But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life. Now, here's the first take hold of the eternal life. Okay? There's going to be kind of bookends here. The first one's right there. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you were made when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses, in the, <clears throat> in the sight of God who gives life to everything, and of Christ Jesus who, while testifying before Pontius Pilate, made the good confession, I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time. God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light whom no one has ever who, who no, whom no one has seen or can see to him be the honor and might forever amen command those who are rich in, in in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth which is so uncertain but put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment commend them to do good to be rich in good deeds and be generous and willing to share in this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold, here's the other book in, take hold of, the, of the, the life that is truly life, eternal life he's speaking of again, the true life, the real life. And so he has these two bookends of eternal life. Take hold of eternal life, take hold of eternal life. And right in the middle, he, he talks about king of kings. He's talking about kingdom right there in the middle. So I want to go back through it. 
verse 11. Well, we'll start at verse 12. How many of you have ever heard, fight the good fight? Have you ever heard that? Fight the good fight. Fight the good fight. How many of you heard it stopped right there a lot? Fight the good fight. It stops right there a lot, doesn't it? Fight the good fight. And don't we all just want to, you know, punch the devil in the face? Let's fight the good fight. But how ignorant are we? <laughs> I mean, really, look at what the verse says. It doesn't stop there. Fight the good fight of what? Faith. Fight the good fight of faith. It's so important that we keep that on there. Because the fight that we're fighting is a fight of faith, not of our own ability. Not of our own performance, not of our own strength. But we fight the good fight of faith. Faith in who? Faith in Jesus. That's the difficult thing. Our tendency is to try to fight on our own, right? Our tendency is to try to fight the good fight, fight the good fight, fight the good fight. What it says right here is fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of that eternal life. How many times have we talked about eternal life? Uh, I always go back to this because there's, there's been so many uh, misconceptions about eternal life. And when I first got saved, I remember hearing, basically it was eternal life is either heaven or hell, okay? That's after you die, you either go to heaven or hell. And most of the preaching that I heard was not good news. It was fear and intimidation. <laughs> and it was hell's bad, your only alternative is heaven, you need to pick heaven, basically, right? Does that sound about right? Hell's bad, hell's bad, you're bad. You're going to go to hell <laughs> if you don't accept Jesus and go to heaven. But it all started after you die, right? And we've talked about before, if, if that's our only goal, why don't we just hold people down a little longer in baptism and send them on their way? <laughs> it seems only logical if that's our only if that's the only thing that we have to look forward to, it's a little depressing, honestly. I mean, let's be honest. If that's it, why are we here? What's our purpose? And so what I think he's, he's, he's saying here is, look, this is eternal life. Take hold of this eternal life. Take hold. Do you remember when, when John the Baptist came and, and said, the kingdom of God is at hand? At hand. It's not thousands of years later. It's, at, it's coming close. It's coming close. Kingdom of God is at hand. And then what did he say next? Look. The Lamb, of the, 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 uh, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the earth. Look, the kingdom of God is at hand. Look. And then Jesus said, all, his whole, everything that Jesus talked about, his whole, every sermon was, the kingdom of God is here. Kingdom of God is here. Kingdom of God is here. Is here. It's here. It's inside you. It's now. It's not just when you, when you die and go to heaven, although that's a great byproduct of it. That's, uh, an incredible eternal life that we get to spend with the Father, with, the, with, the, with, with a good relationship that we've now been reconciled in. And, I, and I've said it before, uh, you know, Jesus is coming back. I agree he's coming back. Whether he comes back in my lifetime or not, I don't know. But he's coming back. But his second coming is not going to eclipse his first. His, his first coming was the most important thing that could ever happen. And, and his second coming is just going to complete his first. I mean, it's not his... The, we... we, we we look at our Bibles and we go, well, we've seen the end. We know, how, we know how it ends. We know the good news. You're looking too far. <laughs> the good news was, was when Christ died. The good news was when he brought the kingdom, when he ushered in the kingdom when he came, that he gave us new life when he came. This is the kingdom. This is the king. And so we get to benefit from that now. And so we talked about before we, uh, when, when they were questioning Jesus about uh, healing people, and he was like, well, you were saying I heal in the name of the devil and I drive out demons in the name of demons. That doesn't make any sense. If I did that, I'll entertain your thought. If I did that, that doesn't make any sense. A house divided itself will never stand. But, but, 
if I drive out demons in the name of the Lord, the kingdom of God has shown up. You've seen the kingdom of God happen. You've seen it in your face. <laughs> in your face. This, the kingdom of God has come. If you see this happen, this is the reality. And here's what happens. Our, our tendency is to shy away from things that we don't fully understand and things that are a little outside of our um, box, outside of our ideas, right? So what happens is we, we shy away from supernatural, right? We, we, we desire it, but we shy away from it because it's kind of scary. But the, the fact of the matter is Jesus went around healing people, raising the dead, doing all these things, and everything that he did was a demonstration of the kingdom. There's no sickness in, in heaven. There's no, there's no misery. There's not all these things. And so when he went around, heaven, that, that atmosphere went with him. And so things happened. And I love the scripture when it talks about, uh, they were getting on to him about healing somebody, and he was like, well, well uh, is it, it, would it be easier for you if I said, take up your mat and walk, or that your sins are forgiven? Which, which one do you prefer? Which one's easier for you to believe? And what I think he was, was saying there is, <laughs> I'm the king. I brought my kingdom with me. Lots of stuff happens in my kingdom. <laughs> you're, not, you're not cool with any of it. But what I'm telling you is when I show up, things happen. And it's just as much a miracle that your sins are forgiven as if he, he's physically healed. And, I, and I, I haven't had time to study that. I want to study that more because I feel like a lot of the, the radical um, miracles that we see, the physical miracles, I think are just a, a natural byproduct of the kingdom uh, of of. Just like, you know, when we, inherit, when we inherit eternal life and we make that exchange and we get eternal life, the fact that we get eternal life is supernatural. Does that make sense? Because eternal life, by definition, has no beginning and no end. We have a beginning. So if we inherit eternal life, that's supernatural. So I'm thinking, and, and I've got to do more research on it, but I'm, I'm seeing that, that same kingdom idea that it's just a natural byproduct of that kingdom coming is we see physical healings happen. I think that's kind of what happens there. And in the same way, we try to compartmentalize things, and when we pray for someone, they get healed, and we, we celebrate, and then we pray for someone else, and we don't. We don't know what to do with that. We don't know where to put that. And so what I think it is, is it's, like, like he said, it's not something you see, but it's something you carry. It's something within. And so there's something going on different than what we can physically see. But I, I kind of chased a rabbit there. Fight the good fight of faith. Not fight the good fight in your own performance. Fight the good fight of faith in Christ Jesus and what he did for you. So what do we always say? We fight from victory, not towards it, right? We're not waiting for the bell to ring at the end in Revelation when Jesus comes back. We know that he's already defeated the enemy, the real enemy, which was sin, death, and hell, not the physical enemy at the time, which they thought was, was Rome and, and, and all that, and even us. How many times, you know, we think we're so mature, but then we get discouraged or we get offended by somebody at work and we, we fight, against what, fight against flesh and blood, right? We start to argue. Even within the church, we'll argue doctrine and we'll argue all these things. People don't change because you argue with them. They change because they get revelation. People change because you have the truth and you have good news. That's what changes people. You, you don't have to convince people <laughs> that they're bad, that they're wrong. This has been, uh, um, we've gotten kind of off in the church. We're, we've tried to convince people that they're bad and then convince them that they need saving. And then we try to convince them to be more like us. And we're just as screwed up as they are, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, really, that's the problem with that. Instead of introducing them to Christ, we introduce them into a system. Come join my machine. I got a good machine. Come join it. We'll, we'll make you look better. We'll, we'll, we'll put you a fresh mask on. You've been wearing a mask. We'll put you a fresh mask on. We'll dress you up and we'll tuck your shirt in. 
We'll make you look right. We'll make you feel right sometimes. Don't fall apart in church, though. We, that's freaking us out. Don't, you know, don't cry. <laughs> you, know, you know, don't dance. Don't scream. You know, don't do anything crazy because you'll embarrass us. <laughs> don't do it out there either because then we don't know you. <laughs> I mean, that's what we've told people from the church from, from that standpoint, right? And people are like, why do I want to be a part of that? <laughs> you guys are so messed up. And we've, and we've tried to convince them that this is the right way instead of just, and we talked about this Wednesday night, instead of just loving them, instead of, instead of being with them, and, I, and I, I mentioned three years. It could, be, it could be a week. It could be 10 years. I don't know. But say three years. Say you spend time with somebody for three years. You minister to them. They're living in sin, whatever you want to call it. They're not living a, a Christian-style lifestyle. Um, for, from all outward appearances, they don't have any fruit of the Spirit. They're probably not saved, whatever. You befriend these people. Whoever it is, this person, in three years, sin leaves them where sin always leaves people. It overpromises and underdelivers, and then something happens, and they're crushed. And guess who's there? You. You've walked with them. They've seen your life. They've seen you go through struggles. You've seen them go through struggles. They've seen you pray for them in the midst of them, even though you knew the way they were living was wrong. Now, where sin leaves them, where it left all of us, is going, you promised me all this stuff, and now I'm miserable. Now what? And, and there you are. And then you introduce them into the king. You, you introduce them to the king. And then his kingdom comes in and invades them, and then they're changed forever. And then that person doesn't need to be babysat anymore. Yeah, there's discipleship. Yes, yeah, there, there's learning. There's, there's walking. But you've already walked with them for three years. You know them, and they know you, right? How much, how much of a difference could we make in people's lives if we, if we saw how much God wants us to invest in them not just for return, right? We always put some kind of contingency on it. You know, I'm sticking with them until they get saved. I'm sticking with them until they get saved. Yeah, that's good. Just stick with them. <laughs> just love them. Sin will always leave them in that place, and God will always be there for them because he's chasing them just like he chased you. And all you're there is for is an, is an introduction. You're there to show them, to demonstrate that kingdom. Um, I've got way off subject again. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life. You take hold of the eternal life. Um, golly. Um, we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities and heavenly realms. This is, this is that, that parallel life that we don't always see. This is the spirit realm that uh, sounds kooky when we talk about it, this, this spirit realm. Um, I like to describe it as, as uh, Wi-Fi now. It used to be like radio waves that we tune into. Those waves don't change. This is constant. God's doing things in his kingdom. We just kind of tune into it sometimes, and we can feel it, and that presence, that thing that we feel in worship or when we're praying for somebody, or even just now when I was praying, that, that frequency, that, that Wi-Fi, we get the Wi-Fi password, <laughs> and, and, and it's real, then we're, we're, we're there. So it's us that shifts a little bit, and we begin to feel what's going on in the spirit. Does that make sense? It's invisible, like the wind blowing. We don't see it, but we feel its effects, right? And so what happens is when we walk through this life and we begin to... Uh, to realize that we carry this kingdom with us, then it's a lot easier for us to go in boldness and speak to people and love people and pray for people because it's not by our own ability, it's by the Christ that lives within us, right? So we don't fight against flesh and blood. We don't argue about things. We don't fight with people all the time. We love people like Christ taught us how to love people. And even here it says, uh, um, I charge you to keep this command. What command? To fight the good fight of faith. That's the command he's charging you to keep. Fight the good fight of faith. 
faith in Christ, faith in knowing where, where your source is. We had communion this morning. What are the two things you need to live? Food and water, right? We need food and drink. This is, this is the physical demonstration of what we do in the spirit. Everything we do is sourced in Christ. Christ isn't something we add to our life. Christ is our life. He is our source. And from within it flows out, right? And I know I repeat myself a lot there. Instead of, you know, be careful of lies what you see, be careful of what you hear, and you run around bumping into walls trying to figure out what you're supposed to be doing and your purpose, I say don't be deceived that, that you don't have Christ within you. Because what happens, listen, what happens when you, when you take hold, like it says here, take hold of this new life, take hold of this eternal life. What happens when you take hold of it? It builds your confidence, right? And so now the, the, the trials that you go through in life, they don't affect you as much. So you're walking, and this trial comes and it hits you, right? Something bad happens. And you've seen it within our, even within our church. Something bad will happen to one of us. And it sways you. It doesn't mean we're sad. It doesn't mean we're not sad. It doesn't mean we don't cry. It doesn't mean we're not upset. But then we feel that push, and we go, wait a minute, who are we? What's our source? And we push back, boom, I'm good. I don't, I don't walk around like people that are lost. I don't walk around like people that don't have hope, that don't have truth, that don't have something solid to walk on. And so then we walk some more, and boom, something else hits us. How many times it comes in usually threes, <laughs> with us threes or fours, boom, 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 and we're hit. But we're not swayed. We go, okay, boom, this is where I am. This is, the, this is the Christ that lives within me. This is the truth that I've taken hold of. This is eternal life. This isn't my life. This is Christ's life within me. What if we, oh, what if we knew what we carried? In the same way, we take for granted, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty, we take for, we take for granted food. Most of us in this room aren't really hungry, right? Most of us in this room have enough meals. It's, a, it's almost an inconvenience I'm just being honest for me, because I'm, I'm so busy, I've got to eat. Like, oh, I've got to eat. It's, it's an inconvenience for me. We're kind of spoiled in America. We, we have food. Think about this. Think about this. Think about this relation of the Spirit. I think we do the same thing with the Spirit. We, we neglect the Holy Spirit in us. We have this thing that we carry, and we don't, we don't talk to Him. We don't discuss things with Him. We think, we got this. Same thing with food. We're good. I mean, I'll stop at McDonald's. I got this Holy Spirit. He's with me, you know, no big deal. But we don't talk to him. We don't hang out with him. We don't discuss things. We don't consult. We don't pray. We don't pray for people with a boldness because of this Holy Spirit that we have. And I'm, like I said, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty about that, but what if, what if we began to realize what we carry? This, this eternal life that he's saying, grab a hold of it now. Not when you die and go to heaven. Now. Grab a hold of this eternal life now. And what is that? That's the kingdom. Think about the, the, oh, I love the picture too of the seed. Think about the seed you plant. You don't know what's going on under there. We, we kind of do now because we've learned in school. Um, but then this tree goes up and the scripture tells us this teeny tiny little seed, this tree grows up huge, so big that what? That the fowl, that the, the, the birds can come and rest on it. That's how big it grows. Another, another one of the, the parables Jesus talks about the kingdom is like, the kingdom is like, the kingdom is like. The kingdom is like the sea, the kingdom is like yeast. It goes into, I think it was 60 pounds of dough. I don't know why I use 60 pounds, but that's a lot of dough. <laughs> 60 pounds of dough, the yeast goes in and it, and it works its way through the whole dough. It works its way through, it works its way through. Think about that when we get the Holy Spirit in the kingdom is like the seed, this reality that is planted in us and it begins to grow almost uncontrollably. It begins to push things and move things. How many of you guys can remember after you got saved and, 
and the things that you used to like that you didn't like as much anymore. It wasn't that you felt bad about them necessarily. It was that they, they lost their taste. They lost their flavor, right? You've tasted something better. I believe that's the Holy Spirit. That's that yeast. That's that, the, the, the tree growing in you and shoving that stuff aside. Look, I've got better. I've got better life for you. Not contingent on what you can do in the performance, but on what I've already done for you. And so this, this tree of life begins to grow in you, and it produces what fruit? Fruit for life. So much so that, look at the picture. Oh, look at the picture of the tree and the birds coming and resting on. So much so that, that when people are tired and they're hurt and they're looking for a place to rest, that's who you are. That's this, that's this life that's growing in you. That's this kingdom yeast that's, that's working its way through you. And so when you, when you begin to go and you're, you have this Holy Spirit and you have this boldness and you have all these things coming at you and all these different things, and you're like, I'm not worried about all that stuff. You're free to minister to other people now. Look how, look how freeing it is <laughs> stepping out of being self-centered, the self-centered Christianity that's all about me, and you begin to look outward. How can I help other people? How can I serve? How can I bless people? It's freeing. It's not a burden anymore. It's not oh no, I've got to go help with this. It's like, this is going to be great. This is going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy this because this is what I'm made for. And what's cool is last week we talked about uh, the, the thief on the cross said, you know, hey, I want to, I want to, go, to, this, I want to go to this place <laughs> you're talking about. I believe you. And he's like, today you'll taste paradise. And paradise in Hebrew means Eden. That's the reconciliation. That's what we come full circle, and that's what we have to offer people is that reconciled relationship with God, that, that perfection that only comes through Christ. So we have and we carry paradise. We have and we carry a reconciliation from people to God. We're like little Jesuses. That's why they called us Christians. You're like little Christs. I always said, you know, the, the devil is stupid when he when he killed Jesus because he only had one Jesus to deal with now, now he's got all y'all <laughs> and Holy Spirit's running around here messing with them, right? We've given the devil too much credit and we haven't given the Holy Spirit enough credit, I think. Because we, we have attacks, that's fine, but all he has is deception and lies. He has no authority, right? He's, I love Bill Johnson said he's like, a, he's like a branch. He looks like he's alive, but he's broken off. <laughs> he's already dead but he appears to be alive. And so he, he, he tries to trick us in, into thinking that there's, there's more that we can do when Christ has already done it all. And so what it says right here, and I've, I've skipped everything that I really wanted to talk about, but, but the Holy Spirit led it, so I'm good with that. So we'll, we'll go to the last book in. So make to, take hold of the life that is that is truly life, which he's talking about the eternal life. We fight the good fight of faith. We fight the good fight of faith. Not just fight the good fight, you fight the good fight of faith. Remember that, underline it, write it down somewhere. Um, so we don't take out the supernatural. Um, it's not this half and half thing. You know, we talk about Christ was fully God and fully man. We don't, we don't have one foot in eternity and one foot in the natural don't take the supernatural out of it. You have supernatural now. <laughs> you carry that with you now. Um, we lay hold of eternal life. Uh, I've just got some of my notes here. The cross worked. It wasn't a failure. 
Uh, fight the good fight in faith in Jesus, not your works. God's favor is on you because of Jesus. How many times have you heard people talk about gaining the favor of the Lord and making Him Lord of your life? He's Lord whether you make Him it or not. All you're doing is agreeing with Him. It's not as complicated as we made it. Yeah, make Him Lord of your life. Agree with Him that He's Lord of your life. That'd be a good thing to do. <laughs> he, he made you and He knows how you work. He knows what benefits you. Yeah, make Him Lord of your life. Um, the favor that you get is not because of what you do, but because, because of what Christ did. So we live from a place of victory, not towards it, right? There's not this, this you know, Hollywood idea that God's losing throughout the whole thing, and then at the very end, he wins. No, he already won. <laughs> Don't fall victim to that. He's already won. This is what we stand on. This is the solid rock that we stand on. Um, I'll go through this real briefly. Daniel... 7.13, you can turn there if you want to, but I'm just going to run through it. Uh, in my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Isaiah 9.6 says, for to us a child is born, this is a common Christian, I'm um, common Christian, listen to me, common uh, Christmas uh, verse. For, for, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And they usually stop there again. But it keeps going. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He's speaking of the kingdom here. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. From what time? Go back to verse 6. A child is born, a son is given. From that time, forever. It's not just in Revelation. It's when Jesus comes. From that time, he will reign. He will establish his kingdom. This has happened <laughs> To some 2,000 years ago. We have to put things in perspective if we're going to walk out this Christian life. We have to know where we receive power, where, where the kingdom comes from, where our source is, and where victory and defeat are. We have to know where those are. It's not a mystery. We're not waiting for it to happen. It's happened. It's up to us to live that truth out, right? Luke 17, 20 says, uh, once I'm being asked uh, by the Pharisees, and we talked about this last week too, when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the coming, of the, kingdom is, the coming of the kingdom is not something that can be observed, nor will it be, uh, nor will people say, here it is or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. It is in your midst. He was saying, this is reality. In essence, he was saying, stop looking around for something that is right in front of you. Think about that. That's so important in our Christian walk, in our Christian life, Stop striving and searching and, and, and fighting for something that's already been won for you. I, I know I sound a little bit like a broken record, and, and it sounds almost too good to be true. <laughs> but it really is. The only striving the Scripture talks about is striving towards your calling, and that's good. Strive towards your calling. But don't strive for, for a reconciled relationship with the Lord because Christ paid for that for you. Don't strive for favor because... We've got all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. Don't strive for uh, 
that, that you won't be condemned because there is now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. When we talked about examining your heart, examine your heart every day. And I pray that you find Christ there. You should. Melvin got a brand new heart, brand new physical heart. I pray that all of you have a brand new spiritual heart. He's got that too. But I pray that you all find, when you examine yourselves, a brand new life, a brand new heart. Because what does that produce? That produces life. It produces joy, real joy, right? I love, uh, Pastor Mark used to say, and he got it from somebody else. I don't remember where he got it. I've heard many sermons that have been good advice, but not many that have been good news. Listen, this is good news. <laughs> this is not stressful. This is not hard to tell people about. This is not difficult to even understand. It's not complicated. We have the greatest thing on earth <laughs> within you. Always. For eternity. Yes, when you die, you get to go to heaven and see it in its fullness. 100% agree with that. But guess what? When Christ came, he brought his kingdom with him. And think about that little seed and what it's producing in you. Think about that. We, we, do, we, do, we have communion. We do these physical representations. Think about that. I love, I love doing this. The kingdom of God is at hand. I like looking at my hand. It's, it's the, right there. It's right there. Think about that. Not, that was then. Now it's here. Now the kingdom of God is here. So when you, and, and I'm giving good advice now, even though I just said, you know, good advice. So I'll give you a little bit of good advice. As you leave and you go out throughout this week, don't focus on yourself so much. Don't, don't focus on what you can do, but focus on what Christ has done. And here's the position that that puts you in. Inevitably, it puts you in a position that you're, not, you're no longer stressed about you positionally, you're no longer stressed about you and your circumstances. Now, the only striving you have is striving towards your calling, which is ministering to other people. This is what the church needs today, is people looking for opportunities to share the kingdom and to spread the kingdom. And what will happen is people go, they'll want to argue, and you go, I don't know. All I know is the kingdom has come. Well, how did this happen? I don't know. All I know is <laughs> the kingdom has come, and it's good. Well, how... When you prayed for this person, they got healed. I don't know. All I know is the kingdom has come on earth as it is in heaven, and this is the reality that we live in. This is what I know, and this is, this is the, the currency that we carry. So stand up with me. I'll pray for you guys. Uh, and I want to encourage you to, to, to practically, all the prayer requests that we had this morning, um, you guys do it already, but just a, just a reminder. Um, if there's anything we can do to help or if you guys want to call me and I, we can help organize or whatever to help some of the families that are going through some of the things that they're going through, this is part of what I talked about this morning is stepping out and, and loving people. And, it's, and even that's supernatural. How many of you guys have been timid before and, and been a little nervous and scared to, to step out and pray for people or step out and, and even do some practical things with people because that's not your personality or that's not. And I always say don't put too much faith in your personality. Christ, can, he can change you. The Holy Spirit will, will adjust your personality for whatever he needs you to do. It may freak you out a little bit, but it'll be fun. Um, and I tell you, it's, 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 it's all fun. It's all good. It really is good. Even the scary stuff is fun. Um, so I'll pray for you guys. Lord, I, I, I pray for your supernatural revelation, Lord, as we leave this place. It's not a, a brainwashing or a convincing of what's, 
what's, what I think is best or what they think is best or a perspective thing, Lord, but it's your truth. Lord, and it's your Holy Spirit that's within them that agrees with that. Lord, and as, as we leave this place, Lord, this is, this is when that new life starts. We come in here and we talk about it briefly, but when we go out, the life that we have is a representation of the life that you bought and paid for for us. Lord, so as we go out, open our eyes in the Spirit, Lord, that we would fight the good fight of faith. Lord, that we would see and, and it would be revealed to us that we don't have to strive anymore, that we can rest in you. Lord, and from that rest, we can minister to other people, and then they can rest in you, and then they can minister to other people, and then they can rest in you, and they can find confidence and boldness and, and comfort and, and pure joy, not laced with guilt and shame and, and misunderstandings and distractions and all that, Lord, but they can have your pure joy because you have made them to enjoy yourself. And so you fill all things in every way. And so as we go out of this place, Lord, continue to fill us and fill those around us, Lord. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen.